Hello everybody, I hope you're doing well as usual. In this video, I want to talk about my own experience on identifying the ego and how this can be very useful, of course, for anybody in this path, because I actually find that in a lot of people that I, that I work with, the uh, sense of ego hasn't been fully realized. And, uh, we, we sort of develop uh, an identity of what the ego is, an intellectual identity or uh, a definition of what the ego is. We can recognize um, what I would call the, the exacerbations of the ego, and that's what we determine is the ego. But you see, this sensation is so elusive for, for the seeker that the subtle forms of ego remain there. And for me, it was just, just the ability to be able to recognize the mechanism of the ego as opposed to the ego, because the ego will keep changing forms, you see, because it's simply a mechanism of our, our mind to identify itself. And when it's left, uh, alone, it's going to find any sort of form to to attach itself to. So, uh, in my own path, it was just a matter of not recognizing all the different forms that it was taking and how it exacerbated, because that's what we're kind of used to when we say, oh yeah, that's my ego. Uh, it, it just kind of flared up and now, you know, I, I'm better now, I'm fine. You see, so it's almost like we're living uh, side by side with the ego and we don't recognize it. Now you see, in my own experience, what was fully necessary for this to happen, for me to recognize the mechanism of the ego, was to finally understand who I truly am or what I truly am. And I'll explain this in this way. When we are interested in recognizing the ego, but obviously, again, we're not interested in recognizing the flaring up of the ego, which again is an intensification, is an exacerbation of what the ego is. So when you get angry or when you have terrible thoughts about yourself or anything like that, uh, the, these are the so-called negative emotions that rise up. They rise up because we, we can't handle it anymore. We can't handle the ego. But when it subsides, then we go back to what I would call default ego which is something that we are used to and we can cope with. In this path, we're not interested in that. We want to get rid of any possible sensation of what this sense of separation is. In other words, a lot of people, especially on the spiritual path, they sort of uh, get along with the ego and say, well, that, that's, that's good enough for me. And I suppose that's a way too. But me being me, of course, I don't want any trace of something that I am not meaning I don't want to be false. <laughs> I don't want anything that is not me to be around me. And so this is not a, a sort of feel fearful approach, but a, a truthful approach to who you are, an honest approach to, uh, to be who you truly are, right? And to allow this manifested self to flourish, which is not you. It's not, you're not doing it. It's happening. So, for me, that was the recognition of who I truly am or what I truly am. We can't even say it's an entity or a who. 
it really is what I am. Why is this needed? Because it's the only contrast in which you can actually perceive the mechanism of the ego and by default, of course, all the workings of the ego or the uh, multiple identities that it takes form as. So that contrast, of course, has to be your true self. Now, you see, the, the way I use this is to realize in your own experience what is it that you're not, because that's what the ego is. And in experience, or at least a mechanism of the ego, we're not talking about the ego as a sort of uh, defined identity of uh, I'm jealous, uh, I'm, I'm angry, I am... Uh, unkind or whatever it is. Those are exacerbations of the ego, like I said. We're interested in the mechanism, you see. And so we go through the process of investigating what is it that I'm not? What is it that I think I am and what I am not? So we go through that process and this is the first step that we take in the direct path, at least in my methodology. The direct path is just a simple investigation of what you truly are. But I take this first step. Because to me, it's important to first get rid of what I am not in my investigation. And so what we're left after this step is with pure consciousness, because that is what I truly am. And how does that feel? What is the experience of pure consciousness? Ah, you see, that's the big revelation. Because once you get a taste of it, once you notice it in your experience, you realize that that's what I truly am. And I continue to be. From that standpoint, you can see the mechanism of the ego beautifully. It stands out. It reveals itself as that which I am not. And so from there you begin to see, oh, of course, yes, that is the identity that my mind is taking. Because again, when we left the mind unchecked, it started to become its own uh, entity, right? It started to become, it's like when you leave a child, it's ve very similar, very similar to when you leave a child um, to, to be informed by their own peers. You see, it's, it's not being nourished by wisdom of the elder um, or by, by mature people, by adults, by their parents, by loving people. And that's not to say that you don't find loving peers, but we know that to raise a child properly, they need to learn from adults. They don't need to, they can't learn from peers because peers are trying to learn themselves too. So they don't know what they're doing. Same thing with ha that's happening with the mind. If we left the mind unchecked, then it's going to inform itself about itself. And it's going to create, well, this is what I am, you know, I'm an angry person and I'm jealous and I am offensive and I am sarcastic and I am such and such and such without knowing exactly what it is. And that's what's been happening in all of our minds over our whole, our whole life because we have been ignoring that which we truly are and it's something that is not uh, included in our culture, uh, our ed education or in our religious systems. So this is the, the step that in my experience was the final, um, the final step, yeah, that I needed in essence because uh, 
prior to this, I was able to identify those things and I, it, it became a sort of judgment in and of itself uh, of my experience. I was judging continuously if that was my ego or how would it look, how does myself look without ego? How could I know that if I didn't know myself, if I didn't know what the essence of my true uh, being is? You see, without that, there is no way I could have identified uh, what the mechanism of the ego is again. And I want to emphasize that because it is not about uh, you becoming the police of your own mind and saying, aha, this is the ego. Uh, I better do something about it because who said that? Who is that? Who is that when the sits in judgment of its own mind, but the ego? And so it's a, it's, it's a crucial step that every spiritual seeker must actually take. And I am baffled by the amount of people that are still not able to uh, recognize this, but I understand it to be a part of not knowing who they truly are experientially. Because sure enough, our era of information has uh, plastered all over our environment that we are the universe, that we are God, that we are the creator and so on. We are the essence of reality. So intellectually, we have gotten this point across easily. That's what we are. It is true. But the investigation is what's missing. That investigation is not found easily for some reason. That investigation is shrouded in mystery. It's clouded in steps and methodologies and uh, practices and uh, mental states and substances and all, all sorts of activities. That is a simple recognition that shouldn't take long to do. And I am again baffled by the lack of expression of how easy this is and how practical it is for day-to-day -day life because this is the, the the first step that we should always take to recognize what we truly are so that which we call the ego can dissolve itself you see you're not going to sit in judgment anymore because you're going to see the futility of remaining within that mental configuration with that mental um, identity of who you are. You can actually feel as you go through this process the inefficiency of living through those mental constructs that we call the separate self. It becomes obvious, it becomes so clear how these mental activities of, identifi of identification, they simply are taking away all your energy in a self that doesn't really exist. So this is the first step that we should take in this investigation because it is the most important in how everything is going to unfold in your spiritual seeking. And it is a such a simple thing to do. It is such a simple investigation to go into the nature of what you truly are and then accepting it. Perhaps the most difficult part of this process is accepting that that's what you are. 
because the mind as it is, and that's why I always emphasize that the direct path is simply a way to see directly into the essence of everything. But it's not a magic pill. It's not going to uh, completely change your life in one second, but it will and can change your life if you want it through the abidance, through the remaining or staying in that presence, in that sense of unity, that unity consciousness. That is, again, it's not something out of this density or dimension of consciousness. It's not something that you achieve at a certain stage in your development or evolution. It is your natural state, but it's being ignored in favor of the conditioned mind. And so, even though we take a step into the nature of who we are, the acceptance, that is perhaps the, uh, the lengthy part, I should say. I wouldn't say it's difficult. It is the lengthy part that requires um, the will and efforts to be applied daily, to be there all the time. Because that permanence, that abidance in the self is what continues to dissolve all the patterns of the separate self. You cannot do it otherwise. It always comes from this place because it is the only real place in which it exists. Or we exist or this which is exists. So perhaps one of the the wheels in which people uh, recirculate is in believing that through the mind we can get rid of the ego, that through certain activities and practices and uh, new ways of thinking and new spiritual um, activities is that we're going to get rid of the ego. All this does is to create a new identity, which we call the spiritual ego. Uh, and this is because, again, consciousness, what you truly are, is identifying no longer with the physical being, no longer with the uh, separate self that is this uh, physical human. It's, it has transcended and now is a very spiritual, metaphysical uh, being. And one of the signposts of this spiritual ego is that people become very detached from reality, very detached from their, their neighbors and family. Now, while this, and I want to make this point, it's really important, this is a necessary step for the investigation for this inward path. It is absolutely necessary, I would say, for most people. I can't, I can't sound absolutist here, but it is, while it is almost absolutely necessary for people to take their, um, and this is what I explain as the, the holy bubble syndrome, it is absolutely necessary for most people to go back to, to themselves in this inward path and um, disassociate themselves from, from the environment, from people and so on. It's not meant to, be, to remain there. It's not meant to stay there. And some people detach themselves and just stay there and become their own spiritual bubble. And so they are 
they have transcended already this reality. They no, they no longer need to walk among us mortals, <laughs> as it were. And so that's the spiritual ego again, because now the mind has disassociated itself with the physicality, with the lower energy centers, you may say, and is now living only on the top of the, the higher energy centers. So it's a split person again. It's the same split person as before that was detached from the spiritual realm but now detached from the physical one. So the ego has so many ways in which it can get, uh, it can reassure its own life, its own existence. And why does it do it? Because there is a simple fundamental ignorance of who or what we truly are. Once you see through this one eye, if you see from this one eye, there is no confusion. There is no mistake. There is no falsity. Everything is as one. So, this is how I personally was able to identify the mechanism of the ego. And the dissolution part, which is the gradual process that we all go through, or the vast majority of us, there are only a select amount of people who have this sudden, complete enlightenment. Uh, for most of us, it's a gradual process, but the dissolution of the ego is such a beautiful journey as you begin to and continue to detach yourself from patterns that are not useful anymore. And all of this thanks to the recognition of who you truly are. That's all I got to say for today. I just wanted to share my experience with the ego and how uh, we, we find a lot of uh, traps, let's say, or uh, new, uh, uh, let's say, disguises for the ego to take. And what is its final dissolution? Its final dissolution is just realization of what it truly is, what this self is, and to live from there. That's the key part. I hope you have an excellent day, night, wherever you are. And I have nothing else to say, but thank you for watching this video or listening to this. And I'll see you in the next one.